Welcome to Hidden Wisdom Radio, shining wisdom on everyday issues of the heart, mind, and soul, hosted by Bernadette and Julie O'Brien. So let's do our opening prayer. Heavenly Father, give us the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Amen. Julie, how are you? I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Aside from the tech issues, it's all I good. No, it must be our frequency is just so high <laughs> when we well, get together. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think this the energy right now is just super cranked, which is why um, we wanted to do the empath thing because so many empaths are getting hit right now. How have you been feeling? Yeah, uh, it has been a really big week and. Um, I think I'm just fortunate that I have a lot of awareness around around it because I I um, I'm flowing with it. But I've got to say it's been a big week um, because, of course, as the empath, you you notice it's it's the people around you, it's the frequencies around you that um, yeah, you just notice it so much more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, everybody's kind of getting tipped right now mm. um, from an emotional standpoint. So I thought we could just talk about like what, what empaths are getting going through right now with all of this sort of heightened energy. And it seems to be increasing even more. And we'll continue to as we move more into the week with all of the Scorpio energy and then moving into the Mercury retrograde. Um, yeah life as an empath right now is on high crank <laughs> <laughs> yes certainly is <laughs> yeah so what i'm going to give a couple tips for you all that are listening but first i kind of want to for anyone who doesn't know what we mean when we say empath i want julie to help me out and in, in defining it for you guys um because really like while we talk about it, I do realize there's going to be some new people coming to the podcast. And I don't want those of you are like, what are they talking about? What empath what? So Julie, help me out and explain what an empath means to you. And then I'll add my two cents. Yeah, sure. So an empath is sort of somebody that really has their sensitivity, their senses. So, so physically as well as um, sentient, um, senses really high. So basically you feel, you know, into others' feelings. You can possibly feel their pain. Um, I also um, would say that, you know, you see what's not, what isn't there. You hear what's not being said and, and you feel into, you know, other people. It, it, it also is, is that if anything, you know, you can walk into a room and you will sense the vibrations instantly. Um, your decisions can be made instantly because of, of how you feel things. So it, it's having a heightened sensitivity. Um, yeah, through our senses. Yeah. So for me, um, the way I explain it to people who don't know anything about what an empath is, I usually tell them it's, it's the ability to pick up on other people's emotions, cool. but pick it up to, to the intensity of it feeling like it's your own. Mm. When I start to explain it to people like that, they're like, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, you're with somebody, like especially one-on-one -on -one situations or even in group situations, but it's easier to explain it when it's you and another person. 
and you're happy and you're feeling good and you get around someone and they start talking and immediately you feel sad or stressed or overwhelmed and it's not yours you were fine just a minute ago that is like the best way for me to describe an empath you take on other people's emotions as if it's your own mm, and it's yeah it's that place of like wait a minute so one of the first tips that i would give everybody right now like really be clear on what's yours and what's not and the only way to do that is to know how you normally feel <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and that's a journey in itself isn't it because i know that um I know a lot of what I'm doing for me as well as um, what I love doing for people who are, you know, sort of um, probably a bit more mature, a bit more um, older in life and they're just awakening now is that, you know, for a long time you may have been feeling these things and, and even sort of taking on certain emotions that you think are yours when in actual fact they weren't. And so to even start to know well, what is mine, it's that journey within to start to, to really sort to sort of connect with when I'm doing something that, you know, I really want to do, how does that feel? And then when I'm doing something that I don't want to do, how does that feel? And it's about bringing a mindfulness around, you know, the sensations in your body too. Not so much just the head chatter because I find that oh, that's the thing that can really <laughs> instantly take you off course. But to, to start to work with that energetic feel throughout your body and especially that gut connection to... Mm, intuitively does this feel right or does this feel not does it feel like someone else's um and i know for me bernadette it, it was really um i actually now when i start to become mindful about it i can tell when it's somebody else's because i actually feel like somebody stepped into my body and so whether i've worked with spirit to allow me to to get that feeling so that i can differentiate um that's definitely been something for me yeah, discernment's huge. I mean, mm. it's mm -hmm. so important for an empath to, to maintain your own sanity. Um, when you have super strong connection to other people's emotions, you have got to use discernment all the time, right? Mm. And it's even mm. worse because empaths tend to attract uh, broken people, narcissists, um, emotionally, mentally challenged people always are attracted to the empath because they know intuitively mm. that empaths will relate to them on that emotional feeling level. So you got to watch it as an empath too, that you're not just saying yes to someone because you're feeling what they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I sort of like to call it that sometimes we can be a vibrational chameleon in the way that, you know. Absolutely. You know, like if we were a ball, we're not just one color. We've got all these multicolors. And when we're with the blue, we can bring all the blue together to connect with the blue. When we're, and so in, in that, and I find, um, you know, say with my children, I've got two that are highly empath. And uh, it's very interesting <laughs> to observe that because, it's it's really a different discernment than um, if it was a friend or an associate. When it seems to be my children or somebody really close, that, that's that's something that that takes a bit of work for me. Yeah. Well, it's hard when it's so close to you, really. Yeah. But um, I think that that first step of just knowing is this mine? Is this yeah. how I would be feeling if I was alone? I mean, people ask 
me all the time, like, why was I feeling so good? And then I went to this party and it was like this wall hit me of just crazy crappy energy. And that is the cry of the empath, you know, whether you go to work and everybody's in an up mood or you go into a place where everybody's in a down mood, like hospitals are one of the hardest places for empaths to be because a lot of times the energy in hospitals are just rough, hmm. you know, and, and empaths can't take on the physical illnesses or that energy of others. I don't want to say they take on the physical illness. It's more like the symptomatic stuff. Like someone has a stomach ache, suddenly you feel a twinge in your gut or mm. someone has a headache and suddenly you, you know, you start to get this, this pulsing in your head. It's more like that when it comes to empaths and, and it is that need to know, like, how are you feeling? Be in control of your body because otherwise this energy right now, and as we get to this kind of a big event um, astrologically in January. I think more people are waking up to their empathic abilities. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think there is very much a rise at the moment. It's there's so many people around me I know that um, uh, are a surprise and and they and they and they are gravitating to me to have these conversations. And it's so good because um, it, it's I, I know what that feeling's like when you first sort of wake up to, to this idea of an empath. What's that about? And, you know, there's a real side to this. There's a reality to it. There's a, a physical connectedness to it. So um, a lot of places are, are changing their environments now to suit people who are empaths without them even knowing what that is or what that means. Um, and they're finding that it's, a, it's actually quite a gift as well because even though um you you most definitely want discernment around not taking on physical ailments it's definitely a way that you can start to connect with people uh to pick things up to even be able to give them that insight to themselves um Absolutely. so, so I, I know you would find bernadette with the, the psychic work that you do you could give somebody that insight to go and check something um because their physical body is is way behind in catching up you know, to telling them that there's something wrong there. So it, it, it's working with the gift of it as opposed to, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much about this even with all the NLP. It's about looking at the highlights and the insights of what the, the empath traits are and how you can actually really use them to empower everyday living. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yes. And, and it's definitely a lot of mindfulness. So, And it is a gift. I mean... Yeah. Once you get beyond the, the whole thing of feeling overwhelmed, because a lot of empaths tend to feel just emotionally overwhelmed, especially when they're around more than one person at a time, um, because everybody's got their own emotions, right? Definitely. And the thing with being an empath and, and being able to control it is, is to not allow yourself to swim like an octopus in everybody's energy with all these different energetic cords, but really just pull your energy in and observe everyone else's energies without absorbing them, which is tends to be what knocks empaths over. Um, but even people who, who wouldn't classify themselves as empaths, they're mm. just like emotionally, highly emotionally sensitive yeah. um, types. They would say the same thing like that. It's so much to be around too many people at once because they're so highly tuned in to how people feel. And, and the reality is there are ways to shield yourself from absorbing that energy or personalizing 
that emotional energy and and you're i mean you're an expert julie at emotional intelligence <laughs> oh is that what it yes now it, it's interesting that in itself because it's come up this week where um and i'm sure many that listen as well is that we know this yet when it is something that triggers us as an empath it's such a an emotional sort of trigger and such a feeling that our that our brain actually goes into a strategy like instantly and mm -hmm. it's a strategy we've built uh, um you know from a child so depending on how your emotional strategies whether it be love whether it be fear whether it be whatever those those emotions are just know that that programming in your brain is just going to go into that strategy so now when you become aware of these empathic traits and i know for me it was just it made my life have so much more well it made more sense <laughs> and it and it really allowed me to take on some of the past challenges as as absolute like developmental gifts because i thought wow that's you know why and how that happened yet it's sort of like now knowing now in this in this brain it's really really hardwired in a certain way it's going to take some time to to be mindful around you know the brain and how it works with this sort of empathic um, sensitivity, but also spirit running with us as well and, and within us and, and the soul purpose that we have. So it's, it's about connecting it all together and aligning mm -hmm. it. And it will sometimes come out of alignment and that's okay. It's, it's um, you know, cause one of the tips that I really do suggest and that I like to use at the moment is to create a bit of a silence or a bit of a gap where I just physically sit and breathe and i just imagine the three coming together and aligning because at least that gives me a conscious <laughs> tool to bring it all together and then allow myself to start to feel into things because we can become quite confident in how we're managing it and then it's that side trigger that grabs us that we're not aware of yeah and we have to allow ourselves the um the awareness around to go that's okay you know that that is quite okay it doesn't mean that we're not capable to manage it it just means that that's a trigger and so creating that silence and that gap for me allows me to to mindfully make a moment to to gather it all in together again it's a i mean it is a powerful gift you know i know a lot of people say being an empath especially if they haven't gotten a hold of it yet um is not a gift it's it's a curse i've heard that so many times honestly like once i realized what was mine and what was not and how to control it um or or at least maintain who i was in any given situation it really is a blessing it is a blessing because you can sit with someone and hold sacred space to to allow them to work through and process their stuff and show up for someone on a very deep emotional level but know the difference between their energy and your own where a lot of empaths what i see happen that that they need help with is the learning part of what do i do the minute someone's energy starts to pull me into their story and i feel it as badly as they're feeling it mm. and that's one of the biggest tricks right mm. like when you get hooked it's all of a sudden you're feeling what the other person's feeling mm. and if what they're feeling is sad or needy or desperate you find yourself saying yes when you really want to say <laughs> no right 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just because you want that feeling to stop and you know if you help them or give them or do whatever it is they they need, it's going to stop so that you can get your peace back. Wrong reasons to do that. It's better to mm -hmm. excuse yourself. But empaths find themselves half the time saying yes when they really just want to say no. That's right. Because or, or I know too. Yeah. It's not even having the awareness. It's saying yes and then later on, you know, questioning it. So not even being mindful in the moment that they that they want to say yes when they want to mm -hmm. say no, they actually say yes. And um, that the biggest sort of strategy I've had for myself in making decisions has been to always make sure that I allow myself time before I actually make a decision. And it's not about, you know, the pros and cons because I'm not really a, a, a very, um, you know, logical, practical thinker, yet emotionally I will be with somebody, and I've said this before and it's a very general way of explaining it, I will be with somebody who absolutely loves, say, knitting and they will tell me all about it and I'm in the knitting store and I'll buy all this stuff for knitting because I'm so passionate about knitting all of a sudden. <laughs> It's like I really take on the whole persona. Right. And I, come back and I come back home and, you know, I mean, the feeling is still there, but then it dissipates out and it's like, wow, I got so caught up in that um, that I invested so much into it, yet it wasn't mine. So I mm -hmm. learned very quickly because, you know, every day I could have a new hobby um, not to do that. <laughs> So I've been so I think about something before I invest time, effort, um, research, because that's another thing, you know. As an empath, it's the it's the buzz that you get because you really, really immerse into oh, that, God. that that space, that zone, that being. Um, and it's and, like and the I, mind meld. Oh it is really. Goodness. It's like the the what is that um, that from Star? Was it God, what, Star Trek? The, yeah. the mind meld. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it, it literally is like you, you two minds become one and two emotions become one. And, and yes, I know what you're talking about. It would never happen with me with knitting, but <laughs> I have been talked into some crazy stuff that yeah. I had absolutely no interest in. Um, but got sucked into because of someone else's excitement. Definitely. And then a couple of days later, you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 imagine then you know how this sort of relates to relationships oh my you know, god whether they be working or whether they be mm -hmm. um intimate personal um wow can i reflect back on my time to and i so get it now and um i suppose the the, the great thing is to really be able I'm not going to say that I'm great all the time, but you know what? Eight out of 10, I can always spot the narcissist. Um, there's always going to be a couple. And I think it's because there is another part of them that I really uh, am attracted to or, or, or will love about them, you know, and, 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 you know, I'll have a relation, a, 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 you know, a friendship with them. And then I completely trust and so it's interesting how that will overshadow any sort of narcissistic behaviors. And then it's not until something happens and I go, wow, that was there all along, Julie, but you, you really sort of, um, you trusted, <laughs> you, you made that choice. So it's, it's an interesting sort of perspective uh, when it comes to relationships. Well, but here's the thing with nar narcissists and empaths so that, um, and I'm not trying to let, let the narcissist off the hook 
or even the empaths off the hook. But the reality is when it comes to narcissists and empaths, it's an interesting dynamic because the empath cry is no one really feels me. No one really gets me mm -hmm. to the level and the depths that I feel. And then narcissists come along and they're so good at mirroring to you, basically you. Mm. So when you meet a narcissist, they're so good mm. at being that reflection of the best parts of you. So when yeah. you get into a relationship, whether it's, and especially romance, like you're falling in love with yourself and you don't even know it because the things they're saying to you are the things that they've tapped into you and they know that you want to hear because they see that in you. That's they right. see that in you. So you're falling in love with it and, and then it all falls apart and you're like, what happened? You fell in love with you. You were looking in a mirror and you didn't know. And when the mask came down, the mirror broke, what you were left with was that other picture. So it's an interesting thing. I mean, even those experiences, I don't think are too bad um, because you do get to see in the very beginning yeah, absolutely. how you're portrayed. Unfortunately, you think it's true about them when really, no, you were falling in love with yourself. Ha. <laughs> and, and, and it does. And, and, and do you see how the matrix starts to come together? Because I know. Especially when we are all, we are everything. And I, I, I was, I was sort of um, saying the other day that there needs to be that part of within us that is the narcissist for us to be able to recognize it. So, you know, it plays its part there, but it also plays its part where the person who chooses to use the narcissistic behavior and strategies to get what they need or to achieve things in life, whereas the empath has a different intention and the, and the complete opposite. But yeah. in actual fact, it comes together as one. And because and, there's a balancing, and I think that's what empaths see in narcs is, yeah. and, and people who are takers, they want some part of that because empaths are really bad at boundaries, really mm. bad at, at setting strong boundaries, enforcing them and holding onto them. And, and then the, you know, narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, they're so good at taking. Mm. And we aren't. Empaths and highly sensitive people usually are highly giving, yeah. not really good at receiving. So I think that's why we're drawn in that direction too, because we're like, wow, they can say no so easily. Yeah. And the they achieve things so easily. Little did you know they were achieving it because they were riding on other people's backs, but <laughs> mm, definitely that's exactly right. And, but this is the beauty of the awareness around any of this. And, and for me, it, it's not just about knowing the information and going, great, let's work with this. It's about doing it, being it, experiencing yes. it um, and working through it because I, I know I'm still doing certain things in, in layers because, you know, that, that beautiful thing of ego definitely exists. It's, it's part of the human experience and, and I yeah. think that's part of it. It is. It's part of the bigger purpose that we're here uh, to develop through. And, and it's interesting. It's just interesting how I will make a big wow moment and then my biggest lessons come after that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So what do you think the plus sides of being empathic are? Uh, for me, for, well, well, for me and what I find, that the plus sides is the gift of being able to honestly um, feel into another person because when your integrity and your beliefs and values are all aligned, you are most definitely able to 
uh, create that safe space and that and that supportive space for another person. Um, it's a safety for me. It allows me to, instead of using fear, it allows me to use um, my awareness, which I know has a deeper connection to things, to be able to to gauge whether something is right or wrong for me or, or safe or unsafe. So, you know, I, I, I really love that about my empath. Uh, I also love that it just allows me, um, more so I'm noticing this lately, is that there are spaces that I would have gone in arguing, like whether it be verbally or just within. Now I just have that knowing so I don't feel like I need to, there's no fight there anymore. <laughs> right. So it allows me to be more. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that th those are three things. In, in supporting others, in making better decisions um, for my well-being and, and safety, but also in um, not taking on the extra hassles that I think I would have taken on or I definitely did take on earlier on in life. Um, it just and it, and it does give me a sense of, of anchoring purpose because I know that to have it, um, it, it activated and to help others learn how it can be such uh, a gift um, that, 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 that really feeds my purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I love the I love the compassion of part of being an empath. I mean, that's the thing is being able to relate to other people um, on a feeling level, regardless of what they say, <laughs> because people will say I'm fine and you know, they're not, you can feel it as an empath to have that, be able to tap that and know, you know, instantaneously without them saying anything what it is that they need in support of whatever it is they're going through, not by matching what they're feeling, but by bringing in a different energy and showing up in a conscious present way. Like, I love that. I love the whole thing with empaths are so, so connected to animals and nature. Mm. And I love that too. It's one of my favorite things is animals. And yeah. animals are very empathic. Cats and dogs are naturally, they are empathic. They know what you're feeling, whether or not you're even aware. In fact, they've, you know, they pick up on people's sicknesses because they can feel changes in the vital signs of their owners, of people they're yeah. close to. Um, so those are the blessings. I mean, knowing, you know, just feeling as you're walking out the door, suddenly there's a pull to like, mm, it's not time to go. And then mm. finding out there was an accident, you know, and had you left when you thought you were supposed to, and something just felt weird, felt off. It yeah. saved me from a lot of stuff. It's yeah. gotten me into a lot of stuff too. Don't get me wrong, but it has saved me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think um, you, I think the the like well, I'm going to say awareness, but it's more that mindfulness around understanding. Uh, you know, how yeah. how we can sort of respond to the world around us. I know that it's helped me um, judge less. So I, I definitely, you know, I think earlier on in, in my years um, was very judgmental. Did I see it that way? No, I didn't. But now reflecting back on, I was. Because if I was making any comparisons or I was feeling less than, of course then I was making judgment. Yet mm -hmm. what I find now is that I will have, and many people will say to me, look, you know, I'm, I'm, if I tell you this, I'm worried you're going to think differently of me. Mm -hmm. And this will be people that I've only just met. You know, they come in for a session and, you know, I just don't want you to think badly of me. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting concept. Yet I've heard some stuff <laughs> and 
and when you honestly have that very neutral thing within we it's there's no judgment around it because you you see that that's been part of that person's learning or their development or you just have that awareness um that judgment just isn't there so i think when we really embrace our our empathic traits and and become really mindful around what that means for us it's it's such an accelerated way to embrace that unified consciousness and that unified way of being because you really do start to become one with others it's you do interesting you know and and this is where you know when you talk about the animals um you know part of my healing uh in in previous times where my physical body or my mind had broken down part of my healing was to sit and watch butterflies or to appreciate you know the ducks on the pond and things like that and i'm and I'm on property where I get to the opportunity to see a lot of that. Um, you know, this week has been very, very t- testing in many ways. And what I what I actually sort of thought this week was that connection to animals. I was picking my daughter up from work and um, she works in a local McDonald's. And it's a McDonald's that, say on a Friday and a Saturday night, will have a lot of, you know, young people in their cars come to the car parks because it's a big car park. And so as I'm waiting for her, there were these ducks that were sort of twaddling along and this car come out of nowhere and it was looking to hit them. And the rat, like, I felt wow. rage. Yeah. And so it's that connection to things where it's the shock of, you know, why would somebody go out of their way to do that? But yeah. then the connectedness to those two little ducks. And I think just this week I've really felt even more so connected to animals yet again because of, of, the signs and the symbols that they bring along but also that feeling of it just because they are you know an an animal you know makes them no different to me and and how people will treat uh, other living things is is that's the painful side at times that's the painful side but you know if you had to choose and i would ask every empath this if you had to choose between the compassion and the feelings that come with being an empath or being completely numb what would it be uh definitely to be the empath and you know i have times where i go okay let's turn this off i'm ready i'm done now (laughs) i want to go back to sleep yet uh, no no there's definitely that knowing and that um complete connectedness to to empath being being the choice and that's the trait missing in narcissism why they're so attracted to empathic people because they can't they don't have empathy they don't mm-hmm. have an even you know a small level of empathy so they're drawn to it like moths to a flame they want to know how do you feel the way you do when they don't feel anything they have no remorse they have no compassion they can't feel what other people feel. So to me, yeah, I would rather feel things to the depths knowing that this too shall pass than to feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because the narc has that on an unconscious level, the yearning to to know what that is and to have that because their their strategies in and around having complete power is to have all, to know all. And there's that one piece that they and and for many, you know, if we want to get into the psychology of it, they actually neurologically don't have the ability to have compassion. No. So 
so it's interesting that <laughs> because on an unconscious level they have the yearning for it and we as empaths we can't just shut it off i had no. someone come and take my empath class who who was the one and only person who asked for a respond and he was mad at me because he said well i signed up because i wanted to learn someone to teach me how to get rid of it i'm like mm -hmm. I can't teach you how to get rid of it. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a gift. What's well, not? I'm like, well, good luck finding someone <laughs> to help you get rid of it because a lot of a lot of empaths that have struggled with addiction have struggled with addiction because they were trying to numb out yes. all of those heightened emotions, yeah. and that's the unfortunate part of of what happens to empaths who don't know or don't recognize that they are just highly sensitive mm. on a feeling level. It's not something you can see. It's just this just overwhelming energy from other people, but it is fun. I mean, it really is. It's an exciting thing to be able to feel things. Yeah. And, and when you, when you mentioned their um, addictions and things and the, and the choices that, that people make, or, or it's the unconscious choices that they've made at a younger <laughs> stage, um, because it be food, be it, uh, be it anything that they become addicted to. Um, understanding the empath and, and the empathic traits and and having embraced that allowed me not just to feel that there was that um, powerless part of me that, that, that was addicted to eating, drinking, whatever it might be, the emotions. Mm -hmm. So it gave it empowered me more to know there's a purpose there's a reason you know this is this is an effect of you know these yeah. super sensitivities imagine embracing these super sensitivities knowing how to work with them and understanding that it's about feeling them not numbing them out well you know you start to then um take away those those things that were numbing because you're choosing that and that's that's very powerful to be able to make that choice yeah. consciously absolutely yeah mm. Yeah, so I'm going to ask in the chat room um, if anybody's got any questions uh, about what we're talking about tonight with being an empath. Ara Leva saying, um, because empaths are compassionate and people like to feed off that kind-hearted energy. I think um, she was talking about why why narcissists and, and those types are attracted to empaths and absolutely right. We are compassionate. Um, and I don't think we need to change that. I think we need to get good, really good. And we'll teach you guys as we go along in the podcast and stuff. We'll talk about it more in later episodes. Get really good at knowing the difference between what's yours and what's not and releasing what's not. Mm, definitely. Because it's a, there's a lot of boundary work that comes in when you start to recognize this because i know the the mindset around oh i keep attracting the same sorts of people and oh why do i do this it's like a blame state that we can go into when when you're aware of the empath traits it's more about this is going to happen because yeah it's the light to the moth therefore as the light <laughs> how do you manage that how do you put the boundaries in um, do you even let the moths near you? So sometimes it's purposeful to to have the moths um, connected for whatever reason, uh, but you get to make that choice as opposed to it feeling like it's just a, well, this is, I attract this and that hopeless state of um, this keeps happening. Yeah. So I, I and think that's not, that's not helpful. That's not helpful thinking when you think like that. Why does this yeah. keep happening? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No. And, and that's why I think that awareness around being the empath is is the empowering part that you understand it. So so anything, I think with anything, you know, anything that we have in and around us and what sets off fears is usually people have a, a, a very minimal or lack of knowledge around something. Um, I've seen groups of people, I've seen people who have strong belief systems that when they're more informed, their thoughts start to change or yep. they start to understand. And even though they don't agree, they will choose to respect and move away. Um, it, it, it just becomes a more powerful or a more uh, resourceful mindset when you yeah. have that information. Yeah. Well, I think even even in understanding what happens with like the mob mentality, like people talk about the mob mentality, when a group of people get together and it's like a certain number of them get angry and go after, you know, another group of people or whatever. And even though that's not your thing, you get sucked into that mob mentality. And I don't think it's a mentality alone. I think it's more than that. I think it's the emotions behind it. And you just start to get pulled into that story, into those emotions. It's a powerful thing because I've heard people say before, you know, I don't know what happened. I was in this big group of people yeah. and they all got super angry and started to do all these things and vandalism and I got sucked right in it. That's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And then they beat themselves up over it. But it truly, if you're an empath, you're, that's very likely. Like yeah. when you're talking about your, your energy against say a hundred people. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's going to overpower. And, and it's interesting because these are the strategies that a lot of people use uh, in other areas of life, so far as it, whether it be marketing and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I remember being in a room and one of the strategies that I found out later on was that if you sit the seats close enough together, um, when they did this part of the day where they sold these big packages, the people next to you as they got up to go and do it, you really felt like you needed to go up and do it too. So, oh, yeah. right. And so it's like, my goodness. I And it's like anything. If you're sitting somewhere, I know in rooms when I'm training and you'll have six people sit on one side of the room and there's one person who come in really early was sitting on the other side and, and, and there's everyone sitting down, that one person will go, well, I'm not going to sit here on my own. I'm going to move over there. And I, I watched it many a times and I thought, isn't that interesting? Yeah, You know, you actually come in first and you sat where you wanted to sit, but because the, the, the majority is sitting over here and the energy is hubbing over here in conversation, you want to be, that, that's that human need to want to be part of things, you know? Yep. So for whatever reason, we become part of that mob, you know, whether it be that we- The following Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's a physics side. So yeah, um, very, very complex it is. <laughs> It is. And it's important. I mean, it really is important that as empaths, first you identify whether you are or not, you know, and, and if you truly have enough traits and anyone go can Google it, y'all can Google all the traits of an empath, um, super easy or go onto my blog. I have plenty of stuff about empaths on there, but truly when you find out that you are in fact an empath, then it's up to you now to go on a discovery process and, and seek into, you know, who am I? How do I feel alone and apart? And that's the most important thing I can tell anyone, especially during this time where everything's so overwhelming and so fast paced and so intense, you have to spend time by yourself. You have to be alone long enough to know 
what you think and how you feel when it's not being affected by other people's stuff. Yeah, I think that's a great sort of um, call out on this one because at the moment I know the energy is a little bit um, fearful and scarcity mode because a lot of people are in this, but I need to know and I need to fix it and I need to understand and we've got to get moving and it seems to be the feel around a lot of things at the moment. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm really, and I think you and I have had these conversations, I am making that time because I, behavioural-wise, would actually be on that train of just keep doing, keep busy, because then things are still being productive and just work it out as you go. Yet this really does need the physical, emotional, energetic um, yes. thoughtfulness in, in just time and space. And so when you mindfully accept that this is about taking some time, then you you release the, the urgency of having to work it out or fix it or get it done. Uh, you know, this is one thing. This this is this is the the law of spirit. Actually, it, it is about time and patience, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the other side of it too, because because there's two sides to this. So there's that side of don't get stuck in busyness, mm -hmm. but equally with with empaths, like don't get stuff stuck in hiding and in yeah. action to where you've become insular because mm -hmm. you're afraid of going out. Like you're afraid of getting out of your comfort zone and, and so now you're hiding. You have to strike a happy medium. You have yeah. to strike a place where you're in flow. You're not doing something because of fear and you're not not doing something because of fear. Yeah. So, definitely. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and that's, right? That's a personal awareness that um, because actually I was just thinking this the other day. There are things that I'm choosing not to go to and they are because there's massive amounts of people there so um my son has been chosen to go out halftime him and his team to play the halftime game you know with our local soccer phenomenal whatever it is like i'm not really into all that but <laughs> apparently it's a big thing and the first <laughs> thing i'm thinking is oh my goodness i've got to go to a stadium full of people <laughs> right <laughs> because i wouldn't choose to do it i just don't and and that sort of, oh, and he knows I'm like that, but I said, of course I'll go. But um, there are things that I will choose not to do. And then sometimes, um, you know, because my husband will say, maybe it, it's about going sometimes, you know, you don't have to not go all the time. So yeah, yeah it, that's a that's a really good insight to, to sort of have because it, it's easy. It's easy to not. <laughs> to not it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is, it, and 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 it can become the fail, the sort of fallback too. Mm. Is I'm just going to hide at home, and we don't always have that ability, especially if you have to work or if you work with the public. You know, right. like if you're in retail, and and yeah, everything's telling you just stay under the covers and just don't leave your bed, but that's not realistic in the world that we live in. Mm. You know, so it's that thing of just it's honoring, but also creating strategies healthy ones with shielding taking time for meditation taking time to separate yourself from people taking time to take baths and and go walk in nature alone and not constantly be on the go because when you're absorbing everybody's energy all the time you don't know who you are mm. you don't know what's yours which is also why empaths feel very weird when they're used to being around a ton of people and then they're suddenly left alone. Yeah. Because you are actually feeding off other people's energy now. Mm. And you've gotten used to that and you're not used to sitting alone. So the time period we're in right now is really important to get to know your own energy. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Very, very much a development stage at the moment. <laughs> For a lot of people right now. So this is one, one talk and we will do more. Um, and we would love to hear, you know, just email bernadettegold at comcast.net. Email your questions or, or let us know, like, what, what other things came up for you after you listened to this broadcast? You know, what, what, what more do, can we give to you as far as teaching you about um, living, living a good, fulfilling life and sane life as an empath in a way where you can still participate? in the things that you like, that you love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But we are out of time. That went yeah. fast. <laughs> that was good timing. <laughs> that was good timing. Season eight, episode two, we made Excellent. it. We did. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We will be back in the next podcast. And like I said, if you guys want to know something from us, you get to drive the content for the Hidden Wisdom podcast. So thank you all for coming, Julie. Thank I love you, you girl. Much, love you too. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Good night. Good night. Bye.